For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Marriage Covenant Agreement and Lawsuit. This is part five of the series. As part of the marriage vows that were agreed upon at Mount Sinai, that being the Mishpatim, is to obey the voice of the Malak of the God of Israel. And Malak is the Hebrew word that means messenger. And an angel is a messenger, but not all messengers are angels. And so then in Exodus in chapter 23, verses 20 and 21, this is a part of the agreement at Mount Sinai. Behold, I send you a malak before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared, that is, take you into the promised land. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Now, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 2 and verse 6, Yeshua said that he has the power to forgive sin. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Yeshua, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins be forgiven you. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up your bed, and go into your house. Continuing on in Exodus chapter 23, verses 22 and 23, regarding the agreement at Mount Sinai to obey the voice of the Malak. If you will indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary unto your adversaries. And my Malak shall go before you and bring you in unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Exodus chapter 23, verse 24, And you shall not bow down to their gods when you go into the promised land. Don't follow after the gods of the people in the land, nor serve them, nor do after their works or their ways, but you shall utterly destroy them and break down their images. Furthermore, Exodus chapter 23, verse 32, You shall make no covenant with them nor with their gods. 
Christ. Now, Exodus chapter 23, verse 33. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they make you to sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto you. Now, in Judges chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, this Malach of the God of Israel that is mentioned that his people was to obey in Exodus in chapter 23, beginning in verse 20, is now speaking to the people who went into the promised land with these words. And a Malach of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bohem and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt. Now, it's the Malach of the Lord that said he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And I brought you into the land which I swear to your fathers. It's the Malach of the Lord that brought his people out of Egypt and took them into the promised land. And it's the Malach that said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall make no league with the inhabitant of this land. You shall throw down their altars. And this is the agreement in Exodus chapter 23 at Mount Sinai. But you have not obeyed my voice. The agreement at Mount Sinai was to obey the voice of the Malach. So the Malach says to the people, why have you not obeyed my voice? Wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sides and their God shall be a snare unto you. So who is this Malach of the Lord that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt that spoke to Moses in the form of the burning bush in Exodus in chapter three, that the people agreed at Mount Sinai to obey his voice and that this Malach would lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Well, the Malach here is Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel. So therefore, the agreement at Mount Sinai was to believe in Yeshua, the Malach of the Lord that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, that spoke to Moses at the burning bush and brought the children of Israel into the promised land. So if you follow the Torah at Mount Sinai and you follow the agreement that was made, you will believe and follow the words of the Malach. You will believe in Yeshua as the Messiah. Obedience to the marriage covenant at Mount Sinai causes the promises that was made to the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to be fulfilled. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 11 and 12. You shall therefore keep the commandments which I command you this day to do them. Wherefore, if you keep and do them, the Lord your God shall keep unto you the covenant and the mercy which he swear unto your fathers. And so part of what the people need to do and agreed to do at Mount Sinai is if they transgress the covenant made at Mount Sinai, they then need to confess their sins and breaking the covenant and confess the sins of their forefathers. Leviticus chapter 26 verses 40 through 42. If they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass which they trespassed against me and that also they have walked contrary to me and that I also have walked contrary to them and brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled and they then accept the punishment of their iniquity then will I remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham will I remember and I will remember the land. So what's the summary of this section? Number one, as part of the marriage covenant agreement at Mount Sinai, the house of Jacob agreed to obey the words of 
the Malak, which means messenger in Hebrew, the Malak of the God of Israel. The Malak of the God of Israel has the power to forgive sin. The Malak of the God of Israel led the children of Israel out of Egypt. The Malak of the God of Israel brought the children of Israel into the promised land. And looking at who this Malak of the God of Israel is, we should be able to identify that it is Yeshua, the Messiah. He is not only the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, he thus is also the bridegroom who entered into a marriage with his people that he brought out of Egypt, that is the house of Jacob at Mount Sinai. Number seven, the marriage agreement at Mount Sinai was broken. Number eight, by repenting for breaking the marriage covenant at Mount Sinai, the God of Israel will fulfill his promises he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the details of the marriage covenant agreement at Mount Sinai. And in doing so, we're going to make an itemized list of what was agreed upon because once we have this itemized list, it is these things that the children of Israel violated when they went into the promised land that the prophets of Israel are going to bring charges against the people. So in order to understand the covenant lawsuit that the God of Israel brings against his people through the prophet, we need to know and understand the mishpatim or the details of the marriage vows at Mount Sinai. And so the first one we're going to look at is a commandment to not worship idols. In Exodus chapter 20 verse 3, it says, you shall have no other gods before me. Exodus chapter 22 verse 20, he that sacrifices unto any god except for the god of Israel, he shall utterly be destroyed. Leviticus chapter 26 verse 1, you shall make no idols nor graven image to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. The second item is to stay away from those things associated with the occult. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10 and verse 11. There shall not be found among you any that uses divination or any observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirit or a wizard or a necromancer. The third item, don't use the name of the God of Israel falsely. Exodus chapter 20 verse 7, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Psalm chapter 12 verse 2, they speak vanity. Everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. So using the name of the God of Israel in doing it with flattering lips and a double heart is a way of taking his name in vain. Of course, the most direct way to take his name in vain is to use his name into curse by using his name. Hosea chapter 10 verse 4, they have spoken words swearing falsely in making a covenant. So in Exodus chapter 20 verse 7 where it says you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, the same Hebrew word that's translated in vain is translated in Hosea chapter 10 verse 4 as swearing falsely. Next item that was agreed upon at Mount Sinai is to keep the Sabbath day. Exodus chapter 20 verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 6. Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him. Everyone that keeps the Sabbath from polluting it and takes hold of my covenant. The next item agreed upon at Mount Sinai is to keep the annual biblical feast days. Exodus chapter 23 verse 14. 
Three times ye shall keep a feast unto me in the year. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 16. Three times in a year shall all your males appear before the Lord your God in the feast of unleavened bread, in the feast of weeks, that's Shabbat, and in the feast of tabernacles, that's Sukkot. The next area is the instructions regarding clean and unclean food. That which is permitted to be eaten and that which is not permitted to be eaten. The Torah specifies that there are clean and unclean beasts. Leviticus chapter 11 verses 46 and 47. This is the Torah of the beasts and of the fowl and of every living creature that moves in the waters and of every creature that creeps upon the earth. And we are to make a distinction or a difference between the unclean and the clean, between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. Biblical food is that which the Torah permits to be eaten. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 6, And every beast that parts the hoof and cleaves the cleft into two claws and chews the cud among the beasts, that you shall eat. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 9, These you shall eat of all that are in the waters, all that have fins and scales shall you eat. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 11, Of all clean birds you shall eat. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 3, You shall not eat any abominable thing. It is forbidden to eat unclean things. Leviticus chapter 11 verse 7, And the swine, though he divides the hoof and be cloven-footed, yet he chews not the cud, he is unclean to you. Leviticus chapter 11 verses 41 and 42, Every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth shall be an abomination. It shall not be eaten. Whatsoever goes upon the belly and whatsoever goes upon all four or whatsoever has more feet among all the creeping things that creep upon the earth, them you shall not eat, for they are an abomination. Leviticus chapter 11 verses 13 and 14. And these are they which you shall have in abomination among the fowls. A vulture is a bird that is not permitted to be eaten. So the Torah wants us to make a difference between clean and unclean. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 25. You shall there Therefore put difference between clean beasts and unclean, between unclean fowls and clean, and you shall not make your souls abominable by beast or by fowl or by any manner of living thing that creeps on the ground, which I have separated from you as being unclean. Now in Matthew chapter 22 verse 39, Yeshua explained that loving your neighbor as yourself is the second greatest commandment in the Torah. So the next items regarding what was a part of the marriage covenant vows at Mount Sinai or following the Mishpatim or the details regarding how you are to obey the Ten Commandments is associated with righteousness and justice issues to determine properly right versus wrong and how we treat one another. And so in these category of things, the first we're going to show you is the Torah commandment to show respect respect to your elders. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long. Exodus chapter 21 verse 17. And he that curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Exodus chapter 22 verse 28. You shall not curse the ruler of your people. In Proverbs chapter 11 verse 18 we see a characteristic of the wicked is that they are deceitful in the things that they do. The wicked were works a deceitful work. We are not to treat others deceitfully.
dishonestly. As a part of the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, you shall not steal. Exodus chapter 22, verse 7, if a man shall deliver unto his neighbor money or stuff to keep, and it be stolen out of the man's house, if the thief be found, let him pay double. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 13, you shall not defraud your neighbor, neither rob him. We are to have just weights and measures. Leviticus chapter 19, verses 35 and 36. You shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in weight or in measure. Just balances, just weights. A just ephah and a just hen shall you have. I am the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 13 and verse 15 it is written, You shall not have in your bag diverse weight, a great and a small, but you shall have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and a just measure shall you have, that your days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Part of the marriage covenant vows at Mount Sinai, part of following the Mishpatim, is you are not to lend to your brother with interest. Exodus chapter 22 verse 25. If you lend money to any of my people that is poor by you, you shall not be to him as a usurer, neither shall you lay upon him usury. Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 19. You shall not lend upon usury to your brother. Usury of money, usury of victuals, usury of anything that is lent upon usury. We are not to oppress others. Exodus chapter 22 verse 21. You shall neither vex a stranger nor oppress him, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 14. You shall not oppress a hired servant that is poor and needy, whether he be of your brethren or of your strangers that are in your land within your gate. Exodus chapter 22 verse 22. You shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. Part of the Mishpatim at Mount Sinai is we are not to lie to others. Exodus chapter 20 verse 16. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Exodus chapter 23 verse 1. You shall not raise a false report. Put not your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 11. You shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. Part of the Mishpatim or the marriage vows at Mount Sinai is to not gossip. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 16. You shall not go up and down as a talebearer among your people. We are not to covet what others have. Exodus chapter 20 verse 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Now, as a part of following the Mishpatim given at Mount Sinai, we are to avoid the various categories of blood sins. And among those are Exodus chapter 20 verse 13, you shall not kill. Exodus chapter 21 verse 12, he that smites a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 10, that innocent blood be not shed in your land and so blood be upon you. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 19 is another category of blood sins and it is this, you shall not approach unto a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is put apart for her uncleanness. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 18, and if a man shall lie with a woman having her sickness and shall uncover her nakedness, both of them shall be cut off from among their people. Leviticus chapter 7 verse 26 is another type of 
blood sin, ye shall eat no manner of blood, whether it be of fowl or of beast in any of your dwellings. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 12. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, no soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourns among you eat blood. Next category of mishpatim given at Mount Sinai as a part of the marriage covenant agreement is to avoid sexual sins. Exodus chapter 20 verse 14, you shall not commit adultery. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 20, you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife to defile yourself with her. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 10, in the man that commits adultery with another man's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. Part of the category of sexual sins is homosexuality. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 22, you shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 13, if a man lie with mankind as he lies with a woman, they shall surely be put to death. Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 17, there shall no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. We are to treat others righteously. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 15, you shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in mishpatim. You shall not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. The stranger is to be treated righteously with the native born. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 16. And I charged your judges at that time saying, Hear the causes between your brethren and judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is with him. We are to show hospitality to the widow, the fatherless, and the stranger. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verses 13 and 14. You shall observe the feast of tabernacles seven days and you shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter and your manservant and your maidservant and the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow that is within your gate. We are not to pervert judgment. Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 17. You shall not pervert the judgment of the stranger nor the fatherless nor take a widow's raiment to pledge. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 17. You shall not respect persons in judgment but you shall hear the small as well as the great. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 19. You shall not rest judgment. You shall not respect persons neither take a gift for a gift does blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. So let's summarize this section of the teaching, which is an itemized list of some of the mishpatim that was agreed upon at Mount Sinai. And by obeying the marriage covenant agreement at Mount Sinai, which included faithfulness to the following mishpatim. Number one, obey the voice of the malak or the messenger of the God of Israel. Number two, do not worship idols. Number three, stay away from the occult. Number four, don't use the name of the God of Israel falsely. Number five, keep the weekly Sabbath. Number six, keep the annual festivals. Number seven, eat biblically clean food. Number eight, show respect to your elders. Number nine, don't steal, rob, or defraud others. Number 10, use honest weights and measures. Number 11, don't oppress others. Number 12, don't afflict the orphan or the widow. Number 13, don't lie to others. Number 14, don't gossip. Number 15, don't covet. Well, that's going to conclude part five of the series on the subject, the marriage covenant agreement and lawsuit.
Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.